I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? This is Ben Askren and Tommy Rollins. This is episode 17 of the T-Row and Funky Show, brought to you as always by Defense Soap, Defend What You Have Built. Tommy, we're doing this, uh, this is Tuesday during the day, it won't air till Wednesday during the day, but we you know we're both busy, so we had to move it up a little bit. What do you got going yes, on sir. there at the office? Nothing much, man, just taking a little little lunch hour stroll, talking about some wrestling, doesn't hurt my feelings at all, you know, it's nice, nice to get a little breath of fresh air and uh, go over all the events this weekend. We've got plenty to talk about. So we got Olympic qualifiers, conference championships. There's plenty to discuss, as you know. So For sure. So I want to I hit up two things, though, that, that we have kind of repeatedly talked about uh, on this show. And, and one is the uniforms, and two is promotion of wrestling. So, I'm, uh, so I, I was smart enough to plan my wife's 30th birthday party surprise, and I, I had some friends of hers come in from out of town. And while that might seem like a kind thing on my part, it also allowed me to watch a whole lot of wrestling this weekend. <laughs> so, Smart man. You know, so anyways, during the a few of the neighbors are over, and I have a three-year-old daughter, and, and they have maybe like it's maybe an eight-year-old girl and a nine-year-old girl. The neighbors are over. Um, everyone's hanging out, right? And I'm like, but I don't care. I'm, I'm freaking watching the Big Ten Finals. Right. And so I turn the Big Ten Finals on, and the eight- and the nine-year-old girl were kind of there in the living room, and it comes on, they're like, this this isn't what I was thinking of wrestling, and then all of a sudden, then Gilman and uh, oh, not Gilman, Megalutis and Thompson, they're like, "What are they wearing? Oh my <laughs> god, I can see their butts!" And they went on and on and on. And you know, like part of me is like, "This is these these eight nine year old girls are being super annoying, right?" Right. But then another part of me is thinking like, "Wow, this is what people who aren't wrestlers think of our sport." Yeah. I mean, this is what eight, nine, ten, eleven year old girls. When they see wrestling in the middle school, that's what they're thinking. And if they're thinking that, the boys are probably thinking something similar, right? No doubt. It's just an unnecessary hurdle. And that's a great example. People that aren't connected to the sport, they have no reason to kind of uh, put blinders on, so to speak. And that's their that's their reaction. And kids tell the truth more than adults do. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's for sure. That's for sure. So, yeah, so I thought that that was relevant to the discussion. that we, We've probably had that discussion on a handful of our shows. And I thought yeah. that was uh, – that was funny and it was relevant because we were just sitting there in the living room. I'm trying to watch my finals. Like, oh my god, I can see his butt. What is he wearing? That is so weird. So what's the deal in Wisconsin? And didn't the bo- didn't something happen uh, during the state tournament in one of the uh, association meetings? They're making a push. Yeah, so I think the the WWCA, which is the Wisconsin Wrestling Coaches Association, is. Um, is is taking it to the national board to make singlet and uh, compression top an official uniform. And I got I got a quote from the president who I know, and I sent that to Flo, and I, th- I think they're putting some together some kind of article um, about it. And hopefully, you know, hopefully some other states take take the lead there and they they get going. Well, you, we need to get that critical mass uh, to 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 subscribe to the thought process. But I still have yet to hear a good reason as to why it's not worth a shot. 
There's yeah. nothing negative that can come of it, in my opinion. So why, why not give it a shot? There's plenty of naysayers as to, you know, um, it won't matter. It won't increase participation. And although I do disagree with that opinion, even if they're right, what's what's the harm in, in, in making the transition and seeing what, what could come of it? And that's that's yeah. the whole reason why I'm like, you know, what, what we've got to make a more concerted effort to uh, – to push for this. 100%. Okay, so that's our singlet bashing for the day. <laughs> so let me get one on, on, on promotional wrestling. I didn't have this on my mind at all. But uh, I, I was on the Wisconsin Wrestling, WIWrestling.com. I was on the forum today. And I look, and there's this, this post by this guy, Brady C. And I think I know who it is, but I'm not, you know, it's, it's kind of a private name. So I'm not sure for sure. Anyway, so he said the, the topic is Pan Am qualifier. He said, I have abided by my rule. Uh, of he, he wants to wait 24 hours before he posts anything so it's not like in the emotion, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to read some quotes from You him. should it, take it, some of that advice then. <clears throat> you got to hit. I think you got to strike when the iron's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So um, anyways, he says, hey, I moved to Frisco, Texas. I live five miles from where this event was. Um, I wanted to go. I love high-level wrestling, blah, 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 blah. So he said, prior to the tournament, maybe three weeks in advance, I searched for information online regarding start times and how to buy tickets. I couldn't find anything. So I waited until USA Wrestling finally posted a schedule about two weeks out and then tried to shuffle my schedule until I found out exactly when and where the tournament took place. Uh, so at the, oh, the, 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 Sunday I started my drive and realized I was not sure where the tournament was being held. I stopped. I thought it was a Dr. Pepperina, but I decided to Google to verify it. I was certain it was in USA Wrestling Press release, had on the location, but I couldn't find anything. And he says, I'm a pretty skilled, this is pretty funny, I'm a pretty skilled internet user, but if I can't find something, I'm pretty sure others can't either. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he goes on and on and on. Yeah, but, um, you know, this is pretty relevant. Okay, let me find this. This is a couple funny sentences. Uh, I saw the wrestlers, coaches, girlfriends and wives, referees and table workers. What I did not see were fans. I actually... Eventually did find one, a guy from Allen, Texas, that came to watch, but that's it. I can verify for certain there were two fans in attendance for the Grab Cup morning session at the Pan Am Olympic qualifier. Two fans. Honestly, maybe there were ten tops. And then he goes on to say every wrestling team in the area has, you know, every high school has wrestling. Why isn't people, why aren't people here? That's crazy, right, though? I mean... Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is where, you know, Ben, you and I... Maybe aren't I agree? I mean, I, no one's going. No one's going to say that that's good. No one's going to say that the the. But but I mean, what is the solution? How do you how do you get people charged up about something when there's when the car is in neutral right now with the Olympic qualifier with yeah. with with well, all of you know? Well, I think his point, the point that this guy Brady, I believe, is you know that's his name. Um, I think the point he was trying to make is literally this is the biggest tournament on the continent right now. I mean, this is a Tommy. This is an Olympic qualifier. This is a big freaking deal, not a small deal. No, it's not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got the the one percenters in wrestling, the one percent of the of the wrestling fan base. Me, you, others. I mean, we were watching that event very, very intently. We were. I was following it. I was refreshing my Twitter every twenty seconds at a trade show yeah. that I was at. So, so there's no doubt that you know. But, but how do you get that critical mass to care I mean, about that event? Tommy, I'll, I'll tell you because remember. So I was part of the original Aegon, and then I was also part of the full Premier League's first event, uh, first season. No, you know we're on pause now. I don't know if we're done forever. We'll see. 
Uh, I love wrestling, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try again. You know, I'm not a quitter. Right, right. Uh, but I mean, Tommy, twice, two times, right? We had we had pro events, and we had five matches, which meant nothing. They, they, it wasn't like you qualify for the Olympics here, right? Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like we're gonna wrestle, we're gonna see who wins. One of us is gonna win, one's gonna lose. It's gonna be a lot of fun, right? Right. And um, through effort, sheer effort. Because there's no story besides we want to get there and scrap. We had a thousand people in the gym both years. Yep. Both years. And I'll tell you what, it, I spent a lot of time on the phones to high schools. I spent a lot of time emailing people. I spent a lot of uh, a decent amount of money on social media advertising. And if I can get a thousand people in the gym for five matches that don't really have any real meaning, right? Right. You're to, now we're talking something that qualifies you for the Olympics, which is the pinnacle of wrestling in the whole world. The biggest <laughs> event. It only happens every All four right, years. You sold me, man. And you, you got, you got ten you. fans. You know, I'm with you. I I'll wanted... get ten of my friends to come from Wisconsin if you paid me. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. And what can make what, what can make the job easier though is uh, back to our Jordan Burroughs episode is. What if we were wrestling that style? How much more would we indirectly be fans or have some fervor for what's going on because we understand it as a wrestling community? You know, for example, if if Texas had been wrestling freestyle, uh, you know, let's say we started this rule six years ago, and these kids who were six are now thirteen, they're wrestling freestyle, and there's an Olympic qualifier in their backyard. I think you know intuitively that the crowd would be better at that event. But that's you know you don't you don't need intuitive sometimes. You know what you need? You need to freaking bring it. <laughs> you you got to get your dial, on the baby. phone. You got to call. You got to call. You got to call. You got to smile and dial, man. You you smile. you said that's I a think good was, phrase. I, I never heard that. Smile and dial. I'm, I'm in sales, man. I got all the jingles. Smile but you know, and dial. That's a good one. I'm going to use that, Tommy. You. Know, I think in your first our first ever episode, you made a comment to me that. That I knew that I that I know is true, but I'd never really capture the way you said. You said you, you just I'm always selling. I have to be selling. I'm in the wrestling academy business, wrestling camp business. Doesn't matter what I'm doing, I'm always selling. And I think that, you know, that's that's what you're saying. Is yeah. that we've we've gotta be selling. Always be selling. Always. Always. Yep. And I mean, Tommy, think about this. I I come back a thousand people in the gym for an event that has no meaning. Even if, say you're USA Wrestling, you say, I don't have time for this, which is shenanigans. Ben? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? It broke up for a second, but you got me? Okay, I got you. Are we recording? We're good. Okay, good. Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're USA Wrestling and you don't want uh, to spend the effort to promote this event, right? Right. Um, which is crazy because it's the one of the biggest is the Pan Am Championships, right? It's a large event. You know, go find a couple of highly influential high school coaches and say, hey, uh, you know, I'll give you a cut of this. You sell tickets. We'll give you a percentage as a fundraiser for your team. Tell me if you found three highly influential coaches that they're not going to get a couple hundred people each. There's, there's nothing you're saying that that I don't think would 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 wouldn't work. Yeah. So highly disappointing. I'm, I'm just disappointed. We need to promote our sport. I mean, bottom line, we, you know, we said a, a program Grand Canyon dropped, and I, you know, I don't know that. That's because of the lack of the people in their stands. But I'll tell you, if they had 6,000 people in their stands for every event, their program probably wouldn't be gone right now. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I'm with you, man. It's, 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 you got to admit, though, Ben, it's a lot easier said than done. Of, well, Tommy, 
I always use the same with my kids. Nothing in life that's easy is really worth doing, right? Like I use, right. I, listen, Tommy, you got a buck in your pocket, you can go buy a Big Mac, right? But anyone right. can go buy a Big Mac because they can find 99 cents, right? But the things that are really hard to do, the things that really take effort, not everybody can get those things. Everybody can get a Big Mac, but everyone can't go, can't go get state titles, right? Everyone go can't build great organizations. Everyone can't build huge spectator sports. It takes a lot of effort. So you're on fire today. I'm drinking the Ben Aspirin <laughs> Kool Aid today, man. I'm telling you what, well, I okay. really am. I'll, I don't I'll, give you, I don't give you credit every episode, but I'm, I'm drinking the Aspirin Kool Aid today. I will, uh, you know what? You're pumping me up, man. I gotta I'll, go running or something. You gotta go sell. We gotta sell. I hope that if the Olympic team trials isn't sold out, and I, I won't be buying a ticket because I'll be in freaking Asia, unfortunately. <laughs> but I, you know, I'll be disappointed because uh, that is like the penultimate event. Of every four years well, in America, yeah, the Olympic trials, we're not going to have a problem there. Uh, you know. I didn't. I just, you know, I I had a conversation with Rich Bender about this, and I, you know, he's I, coming on after nationals and before the World Cup. Good, and uh, you know, I said I was there. I was there in 2012, and I don't think it was sold out. I always remember open seats, and he said technically it was a sellout. But I tried finding pictures where it looked even like say 80 percent full, and I couldn't find any pictures online of. Uh, you know, what appeared to be a sellout. Well, I was an athlete at that event and so I, oh, you, you know, I wasn't yeah, I, I wasn't totally I wasn't totally in touch with all those details, but walking out in the arena it certainly felt like a heck of an environment. I mean, it might not have been sold out, but I felt I was like, Man, this is awesome. You don't get this internet I, this is the last time I felt this way in the United States I was wrestling in the national NCAA tournament. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great. So, Okay, so let's go to let's go to the results because actually the results from the Pan Ams have a lot to do with what's going to happen with the Olympic team trials. And we, as a country, I don't think this happened in 2012. I know in 2008 it was 60 kilograms, but currently we have two weights which have not been qualified. Uh, 65 kilos and 86 kilos, and they have two chances, which is a third of the Olympic weights. Yeah, which is which is sad. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, we got a third of our Olympic team that that. We we've got two thirds of an Olympic team right now, so yeah. this is this is like mission critical, red alert type stuff, and yeah. and you know even though it's not good news, it's it's relevant news. It's things that should be discussed in wrestling. We've got to get this done. We've got to put, we've got to field one hundred percent of the freestyle team. This has to happen. And um, so, anyways, yeah, I didn't mean to vent there, but this is no, a big deal. This is a big freaking deal. Yeah, could you? I mean, could you imagine if? If whoever wins the 65-kilo bracket, right? And we've talked about how Which good, is just a meat grinder, meat grinder. in but, the U.S. Yeah. Okay, listen. When they win that bracket on April 10th or April 9th or whichever, whichever day it is, or April 11th. They're not on the team yet. They're not on the Olympic team. They aren't. Yeah. That's freaking cra- – Tommy, that's crazy. It is crazy. It's, I, it's absolutely nuts. It's nuts. So, and they've uh, got to go to some far-off – Yep. Far-flung places to get this done. So, you know, Googling, like, like this guy in the on wiwrestling.com on his comment, stuff's hard to find on the internet, right? So when I can't find something really easily, I go to Jason Bryant, and I did get a text from him. So they have two events left. They have Mongolia, which is April 22 to 24, and they have Istanbul, which is May 6 to 8. So, Tommy, that's, that's literally less than two weeks after the Olympic team trials. They got to be in Mongolia ready to wrestle. Yeah, and the that other is, thing is, is you know, ideal. you know, you know the Olympic, uh, you know the Olympic got the guy who wins the trials, right? 
Yeah. He's going to be the most motivated to to go get that done. I mean, it, you know, it's going to be hard to put somebody other than him in that event two weeks later. Yeah. So um, he's going to win the trials. He's going to you know preemptively be excited, but then he's got to basically within days get on a plane days. and go to yeah, literally days. Uh, yeah, and he's got to get on the plane and then adjust and acclimate to the time change. He's got to get in some you know crazy one bedroom you know one. Real small, you know, hotel in Mongolia. He's got to acclimate. He's got to train. He's got to bring training partners. It's gonna, it's, it's mentally, emotionally, and physically exhausting, and, and it's not gonna be easy, man. It is not gonna be easy. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, like we said. I'm looking up flights from Chicago to Mongolia right now. <laughs> Dude, I fly to Asia all the time. And uh, what freaking? What's the largest city in Mongolia? I don't even know. Ulaanbaatar, right? Ulaanbaatar, I think, is okay. the is the capital. Let me and see what a flight there is. I bet I bet it's going to be. Let's go April. Let's go April twelfth. They lose two days. So they want to party. They made the Olympic team, but they didn't really make the Olympic team because, like you said, I got to assume. I got to assume whoever uh, wins, it's going to want to take the destiny into their own hands. He's going. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to say. Yeah, the guy I just beat, who definitely is not going to go to the Olympics if he does his job at this event. Let's send him. I bet he's more motivated than me. Yeah, you know he's gonna want to go himself. Yeah, it's so it's a twenty four it's a twenty four hour flight or tra- travel between stops. I mean twenty four hours. Right. Damn, that that's rough. And then you got to make weight again. Um, wow. So th- this is not easy. But you know, it, what is, you know, if you are, I think I think there might be. We could be sounding like rookies here, Ben, because I think there might be a rule that it's not the official Olympic team at the trials now. That it's some type uh, of. It's really difficult to to um, to beat the guy who's the number one. You have to meet like a whole bunch of criteria. So I think it's pretty set. I mean, it's maybe not. Well, 100%. we should let's let's talk more about it like next week. You know those okay. specifics because because I think there's something going on there. It's just we're, we're you know. I'll look it up right now. Qualification. We'll see if we can Google it. Um, U.S. Olympic wrestling team. Uh, so okay. So, anyways, Tommy. So they got two. So, but here's what I'm thinking. If you're okay, wait, wait. wait we didn't even talk about results. So, um, the th- the three important weight classes. So, I, which I didn't know this either. If you're already qualified, if you if you were already qualified for for the world or Olympics, you couldn't wrestle. So, 74 and 96 for America didn't have a representative. Which is one of the reasons why it's two separate events, Ben. The okay. Pan Am Championship still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to yeah. me. But, but anyways, that's one of the reasons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, so we we have four weights essentially. Uh, Ramos makes the finals, and he got he got embarrassed by by Bond. I mean, it was it was bad. It was 10-0, and it really mm-hmm. didn't look like Bond was working too hard to make it 10-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did qualify the weight because he made the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Then you got Metcalf. So Metcalf and Gomez was a. You watched this match, right? It was pretty crazy. Yeah, he went down nine zero. I mean that that if, if if you were looking at it from a wrestling critical wrestling, I mean that's the mistake. The mistake wasn't you know the ref not calling two as time expired. The mistake yeah. was how do you go down nine zero when you're trying to you know what I mean? And yeah, and, and I'm not. I love Brent Metcalf, but I'm just saying, you know, nobody would argue, you know, don't go down 9-0. How about that? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, one thing I thought, too, I thought there was a few interesting things in the match. Um, so he's up 9-0. Go- Franklin Gomez is, who who trains at the Nittany Lion Training Center in Penn State, also wrestled at Michigan State, but is a representative of Puerto Rico, which is kind of a U.S. He's, man- he's Menkel trained. 
Oh God! That they did not just finish saying. last place. At the Big I'm just Pens. saying he's. Yeah, I know we can go on that, but he's okay. Minkle trained. Okay, Minkle trained. So he's up nine zero, and he shoots in kind of lazily, like uh, like, hey, I'm just gonna finish this off here, and he right. gets thrown for four, and then gets taken down. I mean, almost right after that. Now it's nine six, and it's a match. Like, wow, that was that was a brave start on his part. Yeah, and, and then. They gave that um, fleeing the hold point without the 30-second shot clock, which I thought you had to do the 30-second shot clock. Yeah, I, I mean. Didn't you? Yeah. That's, yeah, it's just a lot of things. And then, 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 then the, the, the granddaddy of all not calling the takedown. Yeah, so. I mean, did you think you thought it was a takedown, right? Yeah, you know, I, like I told you originally, I was, I was actually driving to my mom's house watching the match. I hope I don't get like arrested for this, but I was watching the match while I'm driving. Not safe. My wife will probably yell at me. Um, yeah, my wife loves it. And uh, the freaking, I got to my mom's house, and I think like my phone tried to connect to the internet there, and it stopped with like they're in this scramble with 16 seconds left. So I didn't get to watch it live. So it was it was very frustrating to say the least. Right. Um, Crazy man. Yeah, it was brutal. It was tough. It was I mean, brutal. So, so I could have seen him calling too. I you know I probably would have I would have leaned towards it too. Um, but yeah, like you said, you can't put yourself down nine nothing. No, that was the mistake. Yeah. And then there's a lot of other ways that, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda, but that was the mistake. That was the mistake. So, okay, 74, we don't have a representative. 86, uh, Jake has solace before the finals. And uh, this you know, is bittersweet. It's compa- I mean, it was competitive, more competitive because, than it has been Jake, recently. Yeah, because Jake wrestled solace better than he ever has. I mean, if, 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 if we already had the Olympic team, if we already qualified that weight, that loss, you would say, Man, Herbert's wrestling well. You know, Herbert Herbert is uh, you know, clicking going into the trials. That's what you would be saying. Yeah. Instead yeah. it's he didn't qualify the damn weight. Yeah, for sure. And and so yeah, so that's another and, and that's another one where I, I mean both both these weights, sixty five and eighty six, where the guy Herbert and Metcalf have been mainstays in American wrestling, they've both struggled internationally, and that's where it's like if they're the guy which it, it's feasible in Iowa City. They make they're they're the guy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like as, as U.S. wrestling because obviously whoever makes the team is concerned with are they going to get to the Olympics or not, right? right. But it's also a USA wrestling thing. Like, are is our weight going to be qualified or not? <laughs> that's where it's like, do you look to potentially send someone else who's maybe had more success internationally? Well, we we've, we've got to look into these specifics. I, I'm um, reading I'm reading through it right now because. Because to the point, like, what if what if the trials is is the guy? He's the guy, no matter how the weight class gets qualified. Okay, wait, here we go. Weight classes are not qualified into the Olympic Games prior to the Olympic trials. All I'm, I'm reading right from the form right now. All Olympic weight categories will be contested at 2016 Olympic trials, regardless of whether or not it has been qualified to the Olympic Games. In this case, U.S. Edison would have to qualify the weight category at one of the following World Olympic Games qualifiers: Mongolia. Or Istanbul, um, the winner of the Olympic Trials Wrestling Tournament will then compete in the qualifying. Okay, so it's the winner. So that's set there. He competes in both of them. He competes. It's what it says right here. If for any reason he is unable to compete, a replacement will be determined. In any case, if the weight qualify category is qualified via the events listed above, the winner of the 2016 Olympic Trials will be the USA Wrestling's designee. For the Olympics, regardless of who qualifies the weight class, well, that's really wow. confused. That's a that's a confusing paragraph there, Tommy, because it says whoever wins the trials 
has to go to these events. And if it says, then it says, if the winner of the trials will be the Olympic guy, if oh, regardless if he qualifies the weight, but if he's the guy going, he has to be the one qualifying the weight. So that doesn't even make any sense. Unbelievable. Wait, am I reading this right? Because okay, let me read this to you one more time. Because I don't think it makes sense. The winner of the Olympic trials will then compete in the qualifying events listed above: Ulaanbaatar and Istanbul. If yes. for any reason the Olympic trials winner is unable to compete, then they'll send a replacement. In any case, if the weight category is qualified at the events listed above, the winner of the trials will be the USA Wrestling's designee. Okay, so I, no, I see what it's saying. It's saying <coughs> if it's it's saying if a replacement guy goes and qualifies because say the 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 winner is hurt, if a replacement guy goes and qualifies, the winner of the Olympic trials is the guy. So so does the guy who qualifies awake get like a, he, he suitcase, a suitcase filled with twenty grand or something from uh, the from the guy who made the team? Slap on the ass <laughs> probably. Slap on the ass and a good job. Oh jeez. Wow. Wild. You know, it'd be interesting though, because we all know this, that, that there's some guys that can make the Olympic team where the two or three guy um does better overseas. Yeah. And that yeah, that's happened in a lot of cases. So, it happens a lot. That's like yeah. You know, at 86, we're going to have a handful of, of really legitimate selections, um, you know, and we don't know how they're going to, right? If it's going to be Herbert, it's going to be Dakin, it's going to be Taylor, which one competes better overseas. But now it's it's saying, it's essentially saying that, right, you have to, whoever wins gets to go unless they're hurt. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's in the balance. Um, we got anything else about Pan Ams? No, I think, you know, I think let's let's get into the college deal because after NCAAs, it's all going to be about the Olympic trials all the way through April 9th and 10th. Sure. And then afterwards, there's going to be implications. It's going to keep us busy in the offseason, which is great. You know, it's great to launch this podcast in the Olympic year because we got plenty to talk about. Damn, I can't imagine having, in 08 when I made the Olympic team, I can't imagine having to be like two days later, pack my shit and go to Ulaanbaatar and make weight again and, and oh, call for Oh, my God. Terrible. terrible. Um, okay, so we got Big Tens. I guess we're gonna start with. Let's do. Let's go with the, the greatest conference in America <laughs> first. Okay, so now we we know that the Big Ten is worse than last year though because they have fifteen less automatic qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, n- not what they were a few years back when they were at the peak, but still the best currently in America. <laughs> I would uh, I would agree, and traditionally. In any other way you want to mix it, besides your your O two through O seven, that was a good you know, streak. The Big Twelve had a streak there where they were. The it was a good streak. Far. It was a good streak. And here, let's let's tackle this real quick here, Ben. Okay, well, no, boy, we already killed you on Twitter, Tommy. We yeah, sure you did. Sure you did. <laughs> Listen, man, what what the Big Twelve did O two through O seven is more pers- more impressive than what the Big Ten did, but it doesn't make them a better conference. Well, why not? Because because it's it's like saying this that like what Tim Flynn did last year with Edinburgh's wrestling team is better than what Ohio State did. Okay. Well, here, and, and, and let, let me finish though. Okay. Let me finish. Okay. And and I you, you could argue and I would not argue back passionately that what Tim Flynn did last year with Edinburgh's program is more impressive than what Ohio State did. You, you could argue that it's not more impressive, but if you told me. 
it's more impressive what Tim Flynn did with Edinburgh last year than what Tom Ryan did with Ohio State. I wouldn't like say you're completely out of line, but Ohio State was better. And so to me, 02 through 07, what the Big 12 did was clearly more impressive, but the Big 10 was a better conference. I'll, okay, that, I'll, I'll tell you why it was why it was better and why it was tougher. Because at that time period, the qualifying system wasn't like it is today, right? And it was capped. Uh, I believe it was seventy percent was the cap. So like you guys had thirty six out of fifty automatically. So seventy two. Seventy two percent. There was more. Like if it would have oh, been, if it would have been big, you could say the same thing about the Big Ten. Well, if it was under the current system, we would have had like forty four or something. Big Ten had there, less. It was seventy two with eleven teams at the time. So yeah, but four of those teams are terrible. But they're terrible. Before those teams were terrible. Big Ten. Listen, was a better conference. the Big 12 was... Okay, per capita, do... more impressive. You know, no, I give it all the no, Big 12. Okay. If we had a Big 10, um, you know, all-star meet of the top four Big 10 wrestlers and the top four Big 12 wrestlers... No, we Big 12 would have won. We had more national champs during that time period. I'm talking about the top four. I'm talking about the top four. We have more All-Americans every year. Every single year, well, we have more All-Americans. you got twice as many chances. I agree. Oh, I'm with you. Stop. That doesn't make... That doesn't... We're still better. Okay. We're still better. The reasons why are irrelevant. It's who's better. No, Big you guys had a better. bunch of chumps. Well, we so did have some chumps. We did have some chumps. We had more studs. Okay. Sorry. And if we would have had more qualifi- qualification spots, we could have had more All-Americans. Because the, the Big 12 All-American ratio was insane during those time periods. Okay. There was 27. There was, oh, I, got, I still got my notes. Buddy. We, no, we, we have to go. We, we, we're okay. running out of time constraint today. Let's go. Okay, Let's Big go. 12. Um Penn State wins, running away, essentially, 25 points. Well, Iowa and Ohio State are one point. Iowa wins uh, 127, second place. Ohio State third. Nebraska is a competitive fourth place. Okay, let's go into the individual results. So 25, you got um, Tomasello over Megalutis, and Megalutis beat Gilman in the semis. What would you take away there? You know, I thought Tomasello, um, let's just go to the finals first. Tomasello beat Megalutis the same way he beat him in the duel, where he wasn't dominant, but the whole time I thought Tomasello was going to win. I think yeah. I don't, I, you know, and so anyways, I, I feel like Thomas, strength, I feel like strength is the is the X factor in that deal because when they get in the positions where you really got to grit your teeth, um, Tomasello's coming out on top, and I think it's strength. Yeah, and you know, I, I put this tweet out about Megalutis, is and like, I agree with you. In big matches, he is like the most aggressive, non-aggressive person, right? Like he's always in, against everybody. He's in these overtime, double overtime matches. Yes. Never with really Gil- takes with Gilman, risks. with Tomasello. What's the Illinois with kids? Delgado, name? with Delgado, you know, with two-time champ. All these guys that throw points up like nobody's business. Yeah, and he wrestles from the knee and he doesn't attack a lot, but he kind of like against crappy guys he attacks hard, but against yep. these better guys, it's just. You know, one 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 two one overtime double overtime matches. So and the dude's uh, moving. I mean, he's like a hummingbird. <laughs> but yeah. but 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 you know, at the same time, I don't see you know all in shots the yeah. way that you would see if 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 Thomasello versus Gilman or Gilman versus you know a Delgado or something like that. Yeah, just just my vantage point. No, I, I agree one hundred percent. Okay, thirty-three. Clark beats Richards in the finals. Um, this match was a, it was atrocious. It was so snooze boring. fest. Snooze fest. Snooze I mean, fest. 
Like I, like, I was actually talking to uh, Jeremy Spates, who coaches at uh, Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Like, I actually, like, you know, the freestyle folk style, I like folk style. And I don't mind uh, a tight 4-3 match, but this one was awful. They just, there was no risk being taken. Well, there yeah, was I mean, no well, offense. I, I could agree. not believe they didn't get called for stalling. Hey, there was no, there was no takedowns at 157, and that match was lights out. I don't want to skip to it, but that was lights out exciting. Yeah, 100%. It was freaking awesome. And then yep. um, this match really dropped the ball. Uh, but the good match in this one, I, and I don't know if you caught this, was uh, Clark versus Taylor in the semis. Did not watch it. I heard about it. Okay, so Clark uh, – I'm sorry. Ryan Taylor was 5-7 and seven coming into the Big Tens. Um, he wins his first two matches. And, uh, man, he was taking Clark down like crazy, but he was just making these stupid mistakes, and then Clark would get a takedown. So it was very back and forth. And uh, right. I, I want to say Clark won 10-9. That match, was, that match was good. That match was fun. Um, but the finals was, was a dud. Snooze fast. Okay. Uh, 41, we got Ashnault whooping up on Gilbon in the finals. Gilbon obviously upset Micah Jordan in the quarters. To, to You know, that's an 8 over a 1. We all, we all said that was... You know, Gilbon's at eight in the Big Tens is, is insane. And, yeah, uh, it's the toughest conference in America. So things like that happen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that was heartbreaker. But, you know, Gilbon's a – was he a three- or four-time PA state champ? Um, big-time recruit. Time. No, he's big-time. He's, he's yeah, been an American, American Yeah, he's so, I mean, yeah, it's a terrible quarterfinal for Mick Jordan. And we all knew it could happen. I wouldn't have predicted it, but I knew it was possible. Yeah, and you know what's funny um, – our, our buddy C. Piles over uh, on the other podcast on for the the second place podcast on Fort Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he said if I'm Jimmy Gillibon, or no, he said if I'm Kale Sanderson, I tell Jimmy Gillibon not to shoot against Micah Jordan because both times he shot at the in the dual meet, he got taken down, and uh, you know that Gillibon played real close to the vest, and I, I believe it was a double overtime win. Yep, is what yep. it was. Um, so he, you see Piles, good job on the coaching. Penn State uh, may have a spot for you on the staff next year. <laughs> there we the go. Correct game plan. Uh, okay. The for- real highlight in this weight class, though, is Anthony Ashnall. Uh, Rutgers, who got a very um, positive fifth place, in my opinion, in the, yeah. in the, in the tournament, and they're, they're coming on strong. Anthony Ashnall reminds me of a Travis Lee at Cornell or a Ben Askren at Missouri or a you know a cost check at at Edinburgh where you know he's the guy with the flag in his hands leading the charge making the program relevant and um, I give the guy a lot of credit I liked watching him last year at uh, you know I, I think he was was he seventh last year or? I believe he was eighth but yeah Stud. I like the way he wrestles by the way he's a left leg lead and um, you know dominated Gilavon. So that's pretty cool yeah. to see see a guy like that taking the charge. Yeah, and then you know on that note, Rutgers they qualified nine, and their their twenty five is is uh, was an eighth place when seven qualified. So I mean, literally, you know, Iowa only got seven through, and and Rutgers got nine. So yeah, that I mean, that's saying a lot about where that program came from. No, no doubt, Donnie Pritzlav, baby, and and Coach Goodale, and a lot of other reasons. But yeah, you know, you, Donnie's Donnie's doing a good job since he's been there. So for sure. Okay, forty nine. You got Zane over Sorensen. Dominant. Um, it, was, it, was, it was. It was dominant. I it mean, was four zero, but yeah, like you said, it was. It was dominant. I mean, no. It was. It was. I'm. It was this. I'm better. <laughs> yeah. Ex- exactly. No. So, no other way to yeah. slice that. Um, yeah. 
And Jason Sertzis drops all the way to fourth behind uh, Alec Panaleo. So I thought that, you know, that's a... Obviously, he was national champ two years ago, still having a rough year. It's um, Pantaleo, by the way. Oh, right. sorry. You know, Panaleo. It's, like, it's like calling... It's it like doesn't... Calling, it's like calling Jaden Cox, Jaden oh, Cox, or something gosh. like that. Yeah, fourth place. Yeah, he's, his T-shirts is having a tough, tough go of it this year. And that'll be interesting to see where he gets seated at the NCAs because I, you know, he could be a bracket buster if he's down at eight, nine, or ten or somewhere in mm-hmm. there. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see where he gets seated because his his season record's thirteen and seven. So it'll be very interesting. Absolutely. Um, okay, ma- match of the tournament, as we all knew it was going to be. Isaiah Martinez over Jason Nolf. Uh the, the greatest the greatest no takedown match I've ever seen. That's a good way to put it. There was there I, I can't guess think there, of, it was three three with three escapes by both people, right? Yeah. Wow. It's the greatest no takedown match I've ever seen. I mean that was for, for, for not getting points, I mean that that was awesome. I mean, those guys were scrapping. And and I don't want to steal your thunder because you told me this yesterday, but tell me what tell tell the our, our group what you said about Martinez as the match went on? Yeah, I I just thought uh, I thought it was like, and he he looked terrible in the semis against Murphy. I thought it was he he was gaining momentum back as the match went on. It was almost like he lost so much confidence in that first Nolf win, right? And uh-huh. we've seen him be very shaky since. I mean, he only beat um, Tyler Berger like it was like fourteen eleven in the quarters, and then he yep. wins Murphy five to four. When he tech followed Murphy in the second period earlier this year, right? Right. And uh, he's very tentative in the first period against Nolf, and then it's almost like as the match goes on, he's gaining more and more confidence, and you started just seeing him turn it up and turn it up and turn it well, it's, up. And, it's uh, interesting that you say that, Ben, because if you think about it, and I love Martin, he's my favorite college wrestler in terms of watching, you know, just exciting to watch, but. He as good as he is, he's kind of a mojo guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's 100%. he's got this mojo type swagger about him that where his game elevates beyond what he's actually capable of. And I think that that not having mojo kind of has worked against him. Having that loss with Nolf, and it's almost like to your point, he was getting his mojo back. Like Stella was getting her groove back <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how he wrestles in the first few rounds of the nationals with yeah. that type of momentum going in. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Because I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was he, he had a weird stalling call against him. Just they got pushed out of bounds like really super early in the match. And then I almost thought he was being so aggressive later in the match that Nolf could have got called for stalling. I mean. Imar was just being that aggressive where it really yep. started making Nolf look bad. It was, that was my opinion of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a double OT tiebreaker nail-biter. So at this point, you know, I'm still taking my Martinez by a nose hair. But, you know, to Nolf's defense, two months ago, I was saying it's not going to be close. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So Nolf is just a freaking animal. And then, you know so, what I mean? Yeah, not to skip the other conferences, but this way everyone's talking about oh, yeah. the seeding at well, Nationals. Um, Gantz undefeated, right? Both these guys yeah. have one loss, and then technically Ian Miller has a loss, even though it's an injury default. So it's looking like Gant is going to be the number one seed. Um, Imar Nolf two and three, and then Miller's going to be at the four, which puts these guys kind of like the, Ste- the it was the Steber Rutherford Port situation a couple years back. Um, yeah, and so I don't even know if I agree with Gant at the number one. But I so I guess you know what I've been reading. I've been reading up on a little bit, and. Uh, they have a set criteria, and it's not opinion based. And since he's the one that's undefeated, he he's the number one. Unless they change the criteria before now and then, he's the number one. That's what it says. 
What's his highest quality win? Uh, he's beat Bruschetta, who, who's like a five or six. He's beat him twice. Okay. So anything other than that uh, is that his only I, I top mean, ten win? Well, the, the other the other argument that people are making is that Imar no showed at Midlands and he showed up and he won, right? And so that's you know, fair. That's, that's fair. Pretty, I didn't know that. That's fair. Yeah. So he can't he can't control that. Isaiah didn't yep. show up. Um, gotcha. So okay, sixty five. I Isaac and Bo again. It goes Isaac's way. It was tight right until uh, we got a takedown with a few seconds left. I think right. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a nail biter match, but Isaac's finding a way to to get him. But you know, I'm a Buckeye, so hopefully, you know, we can upend that. So that's going to be what it's going to be. They're going to be a two three also. They'll be a two three. Yeah, right? obviously, obviously, Bo Jordan will be a three. Deeringer's the one. There's no one else that could. Daniel Lewis couldn't sneak up in there because he, he he lost to Bo, um, but he only has like two losses. Roshkoff obviously lost to Lewis, so he couldn't sneak in there. So yeah, so those guys will be the. Well, yeah, uh, Isaac's undefeated, so he's got to be the two, and then Bo's right. Bo's only losses are to the two. So yeah, yep, you're right on that. So that's uh, so it's looking like those guys will be in the set. Man, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have some heat the next next Thanksgiving. They're gonna fight. <laughs> Because Bo potentially is going to move up, right? So they want to. I think again. he should. I don't know what that does to the rest of the lineup, but I think he should. Okay. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's definitely. They'll be those guys at two, three. Um, okay, seventy-four. Nickel kind of whoops up on everybody. He pins your boy, uh, Miles Martin, in the semis. He did, man, and and you know, it wasn't even like I was bashing Nickel after the Southern scuffle, but I guess I questioned, you know, the wrestling community anointing him. <clears throat> yeah, and and I think I don't think I'm eating crow, but I think I got to eat, you know, maybe like a spoonful of it. Well, you know, we, because, we got two weeks. See what happens, yeah, and it yeah, the guy, but 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 you're right, Ben, and and he's got he's got to do it when it matters. But I will say, against Brunson, against Martin, he was on the attack. He was creating opportunities for himself, yep. as opposed to as opposed to finding opportunities based on his opponent's actions, and that was the whole discussion after the scuffle and so i see i've seen him grow even though he's just as dominant as he was on the on the scoreboard i'm seeing him grow as a wrestler in two months or or maybe not grow but i'm just seeing things that i didn't see at the scuffle yeah the guys the guy's a stud man yeah stud. for sure so. uh and he'll be the number one seed it's looking like probably real boot of the two ethan ramos the three um i don't know epperly lost to ramos again um, Butler beat the eight and the nine, Ottinger and Walters. So Butler could realistically sneak up to the the four or the five. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that weight is seated, also. Um, but so it so looks like Nickel will have uh, one of those guys in the semis, and then Real Budo and Ramos will be on the opposite side. Um, okay, let's go uh, eighty four. You got. Sammy. Let's just skip. Let's just skip all the wrestling and talk about this guy's Big Ten interview. Freaking <laughs> awesome, <laughs> man. It was so you know what I love? It was funny regardless, but it was even funnier to me because it's so not Iowa. Yeah. yeah on yeah. the ex on the external. I, I've I've roomed with Iowa guys. I've traveled overseas with Iowa guys. I've trained with Iowa guys. I'm friend with friends with Iowa guys. And what you see in these interviews is is not what you get. You get normal guys on the inside. Yeah. And it was cool to see Sam Brooks just act like a normal guy. You know, and not even normal, kind of kind of Unique, but yeah, I love how he didn't even smile. Don't no. you? He didn't crack a smile. Yeah, Kept you know, it was, a, it was a pro wrestling type promo for sure. I mean, 
um, he worked that real nice. It, it was it was good. I mean, it was, really, it was a really good promo. My wife, I, I made my wife watch. She was laughing. She loved it. She liked it. Oh yeah, she loved it. Nice. Okay, so let's go. Eighty four. I'm looking at the national rankings. This this is a freaking mess. It's a mess. There's there's no other way to put it. It's a mess. I don't know what to tell you, Tommy. <laughs> I think Kenny Courts the number one seed is my vote. Oh God. Um, Miklas, my guy, dropped the ball. He lost at uh, at Max. Um, Gabe Dean's obviously the one. Dominic Abinator, who was the two, finished third. He was the two nationally, finished third at Big Tens. Um, Zavatsky's having a great year as a freshman. He's three. Boyd's four. Um, then you got Avery and Stauffer and, and Brooks. I don't know where these guys are. I don't know how the seeding's going to end up. I guess we'll get to see tomorrow. No idea. No idea. No clue. Seriously. Okay, um, 97's pretty clear cut. Morgan McIntosh beats Burek. Burek won an overtime match against Farr in the semis. Mm-hmm. Anything exciting you want to talk about there? We just, nah, just McIntosh no. looks workmanlike. He looks destined to hang hang this up other than uh, Jaden. So Jaden looked we'll good in the MAC finals. but I like how you called him Jaden. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Okay, and then... Uh, so Kyle Snyder, I mean, it, it, I don't want to say it was easy, but it wasn't a nail biter against Adam Kuhn. No, it, it kind of went how I thought it would go, and I was very complimentary of Kuhn, and it will remain that way. But you know, Snyder's just a better, better wrestler, and so, it showed. And, and you know you, what I mean? Yeah, and you probably feel a little better now because you're not the only heavyweight that Kyle's beat up on. <laughs> That's true. That's that yeah. is true. That's true. And uh, and actually. You know what, Tommy? You're going to have a chance in, in two weeks to see if he can take out another two-time heavyweight NCAA champion. When you know, I, I want to say it's going to be—is it the most anticipated match of the tournament? Yep, it is. Right? It's got to be. God, it's got to be. I, I would say so. I mean, and it's, they it's, should they should they should have it last for once. Have the heavyweights go last, and that's rare. And so I think <laughs> I think he gets the two seed. Right, I he's mean, a two. Yeah, he's a two. He's, Big Ten champ. He's got to win over Kuhn. Yeah, so you got Gwiz one, Steiner two, Walls three, Kuhn four. Um, I think that's pretty clear cut. Yeah, I'm taking Snyder three to two versus. Uh, really, versus Gwiz. Yeah. We can talk more about it next week. Yeah, let's talk about it next week. Okay, man, we are, we are running short because you got to get back to work, and I got to get to my workout. We I do got to get back to work, but we can we got five let's, minutes. Let's, so let's touch on everything else. I mean, there's plenty. I mean, there's there's a lot more wrestling other than the greatest conference in the world. You know, there's other stuff we got to talk about. Okay, so let's hit the MAC because that's that's you know my favorite conference since Missouri's there. And that's a pretty good conference now too. So. It is. They're tough. They got they actually, Tommy. I don't, I don't want to make you sad, but I think they had a higher percentage of qualifiers per per team. Than Here we the, go again, Bernie Sanders. You know, <laughs> giving me giving me you know who's more impressive. I'm not saying everyone should get them, but they they earned them, right? This and that's that's what's great about the current system is you earn your qualifiers. Yep, and that's what yep. I, I love about it. It is it, it's the right system. Um, okay, let's go fast then. So well, I think one thing we got to talk about is you picked eight Mizzou guys to win it. One of the two guys you didn't pick to win it won it. How crazy is that? How <laughs> wild. Crazy is that? That is freaking wild. So you graze over here. Let's let's get the okay. highlights. So Barlow McGee whoops Dylan Peters. I, I want to say I called that one in November. You've been calling um, that. You've been calling that since before the season started. Yeah, Peters just. Uh, you know what? And even in his, uh, I want to say it was either his quarter or semi match. Um, he tried his. We call it the honey badger. You know, around the back, over the head, 
Mm-hmm. Take him to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried that, and uh, the guy knew it was coming. And he like he did like a cartwheel and almost had Peters on his back. So everyone knows that's what's coming from him. And um, you know, Barlow was patient and just blast doubled as he came in. Uh, so that you know that was good for Missouri. Uh, one thirty three was wild because the number one Mac McGuire and the number two Zach Sinnon got freaking knocked out of the winners bracket early, and uh, Austin Eicher came through to beat Corey Keener in the finals, which um, you know neither of us expected, obviously. Right. Um, okay, forty one. McCotty, and this is a, we did our pickums, Tommy. You, you, you won ten to nine, and this was the way. And this is a tough weight class. So uh, Matt Manley wins in the semifinals, but in that semifinal win, he tweaked his knee, right? And then he toughed it out. He won in overtime, but then I guess the next day he wakes up sore knee um, and can't wrestle smart in the move, finals. Smart move by Brian Smith. What? Smart move. By yeah, you don't want to hurt yourself. You know, you're qualified. You don't want to hurt yourself even worse than you're already hurt, and you got less than two weeks to it recover. It also enabled me to win, so it's like huh. an even smarter move. And, uh, oh, yep. So then you got Makati over Manley. 49, uh, my guy, LeVon Mays, um, which he injured you followed his third match, but he dropped the ball in the semis. He was winning, and he looked like he relaxed with, like, four seconds left, right? And De Palma gets a reversal with one second left on the clock to win 6-5. <laughs> to five, And it's like, you got to lock it down. you got to wrestle oh, the whole crazy. match. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Got to wrestle. So, okay, so uh, 157 was uh, – so, so I actually fell asleep, right? I was uh, Ian Miller's coming out to the mat against Leo Barnes. I, I'm tired. I fall asleep. I wake up. They're in this concussion protocol, right? So I probably only slept for five minutes or so. Um, and this concussion protocol lasted forever. I mean, Tommy, it was ridiculous. And I was like asleep during part of it. You know, it's, it's, it's eventually people are going to find a way to exploit this as a habit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but it's come on, make the call. Is he can he wrestle or can he not wrestle? That's that's all. You, <laughs> you, it shouldn't exactly. take fifteen minutes. It should take a couple minutes. I mean. So Ian Miller goes all the way down to sixth, but obviously, you know, that's his only, I don't know, I think it counts as a loss. It's his only loss of the season. Um, and then Leroy Barnes makes the finals, and then Luke Smith was upset on the other side, who, who he's ranked fairly high. And uh, Leroy Barnes majors uh, Steyert from Iowa in the finals, and Barnes started the season at 141. How crazy is that? Crazy. That's what Brian Smith Impressive. does, baby. yeah. That's what he does. That's what he does. You know, he finds these guys that just and he and, and he finds a way to keep everyone on the program moving forward. So when there's a hole, there's a guy there to step in. I mean, think about how many programs could have you know a 141 pound backup step in at 57 and win the conference tournament. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's impressive. It's it's the guy does he he gets it done, man. Gets it done. Um, 65. Daniel Lewis looked great. No risk there. He's gonna probably be the four of the five in nationals. I'm guessing. Um, Could be interesting just because of the way that he's competed against Bo Jordan and Derringer. Yeah. You it, know, and uh, I'm sure that, you know, I mean, it could be interesting. It could be very interesting. So, you know, I expect he, he's, if he doesn't get it done this year, he's gonna, he looks really good, man. He's going to get it done in due time. Um, okay, Blaze Butler. This was a good good weight class. Blaze Butler beats Ottinger and Walters, who were ranked like 8-9 in the country. Um, beats Walters in the semis, beats Ottinger in the finals, gets it done, and he's obviously a transfer from Virginia. He so I guess in his words, he doesn't like the words transfer because he actually graduated from school, and he was accepted into the business graduate school at Missouri. 
It is a little different. It's a guy that's thinking about his career, you know, looking forward, probably wanted to have separate degrees or something, I'm assuming. And so transfer kind of implies that his experience at Virginia was negative. And maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I'm just making. I don't don't think it was. I think, you know. And so, and so it's like, I don't want that to be perceived at Virginia. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so then we got 84. So this Jordan Ellingwood kid out of uh, Central Michigan upset both Willie Miklas. And this is another Willie. Willie freaking tried a headlock. They're tied, and he tries a headlock with eight seconds left. Like, damn it, Willie. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, wow. Um, and then and then Ellingwood beats former All-American Jack Deckow in the final, so he had a hell of a tournament. Yeah. Um, 97. Jadan. Jadan eventually <laughs> only loss of the season, which was by he did get DQ'd as his only loss of the season. And um, it was it was a very deserving DQ. <laughs> well, <that's> <laughs> Might I say well, he's a gentleman. <laughs> um, he beats up Phil Wellington nine to one. Blaze Cabell wins at heavyweight. Tommy, you got any closing thoughts? Because we, we kind of rushed through this. There's so much to talk about, but we both got stuff to do. We're out of time. Um, we didn't even get to the Big 12s. We didn't, didn't get, get to the, the ACCs. I thought Oklahoma State, <laughs> I think they're wrestling very well. They wrestled um, great. I think that they're humming. They're peaking at the right time. Um, you know, you know, we can just go all NCAA hog wild prognosticating next episode because we got a week off. So okay. we'll just dive into that and we can probably, you know, we can, we can indirectly talk a lot more about these conference championships, implications with seeds, brackets. You know, things of that nature. Yeah, and we will have the brackets by the next time we do the show. So um, let's close it out. You get to work. I get to work out. Have a great day, man. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. You are listening to the T-Row and Funky Show, brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Brought to you by All Force Nutrition, a wrestling company with products for wrestlers by wrestlers. They sponsor a, a plethora of senior-level athletes, including David Taylor, John Rear, Dustin Schlater, Zach Sanders, and their products are delicious. I've, I've had their post-workout. I've had their pre-workout. Um, I'm even getting old, so I'm taking some of the joint pills. Log on to allforcenutrition.com and, and get some of your products today.